What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is Friday night. It is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you're at your place for the unfiltered experience, the place where we have unfiltered conversations designed to move your courage, your confidence, your perspective forward so you can live an amazing life. I'm Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach, and I am joined by my awesome, awesome brother from another mother. Mr. Go Love Now, Scott Mr. David Goyette. Even yeah. though I only knew my name was David Goyette when I did something wrong, because then my mother <laughs> said it really loud. It's got a it's got a nice ring to it, Scott David Goyette. I mean, mine's Blake, so mine's Christopher Blake Roush. And what's funny is in the book that about my life that's coming out, I tell people like Christopher Blake Roush isn't my real name. I mean, it's my real name technically, but my mom gave me my last name is her fake last my my middle name is her fake last name. My last name is my sister's dad's last name because she wanted us to have the same last name in school, but we were seven years apart, so we were never in school together. So Christopher Blake Roush is like totally. And then she named me Chris because she wanted something with B like cbr she wanted initials like back in the day when the initials and monograms were big yeah, yeah, yeah. so she named me christopher and then she realized because she was jewish she shouldn't have named me the son of christ because i guess it's some conflict with Jude judaism and all that stuff i don't there even know what the fuck it is so she's like i'm like so what you're telling me is you didn't want me and you couldn't even fucking name me the right way okay man it sounds like it sounds like you got a book in your hands bro <laughs> i do i do I'm, yeah it's coming I'm out this fall it. it's coming out this fall how this how about i fly out to la I sit on the beach and I just drink sangria and you read it to me. We go oh, yeah, we could do some shorts. We could do some uh, YouTube shorts. Yeah, you just read it to me. Just watch my reactions. I'll just, <laughs> and the more I drink, the better the book gets. Oh, my God. I kind of like this idea. Yeah. The book is just a lot of, oh, shit. Is this really, again? What this poor, when is this guy going to get a break? Oh, he gets a little break. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, damn. Break. Shit. How does he do this? <laughs> How does he get through this? Da, 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 da. So, anyways, yeah. So, uh, so all of it is about, all of my book has brought me to this point where, and, and truthfully speaking, that my identity about myself has changed so much from going back and revisiting my past in so much vivid detail. And I recommend everybody do it, whether you're going to publish your book or not, go back and, and write your story. And as you're writing your story, ask yourself, can I see this a little bit differently instead of being a hurt person or still a little boy or a little girl? Can I see this as some way for me to grow and to heal at this point? Can I forgive and have empathy? And tonight we're going to be talking about that, Mr. Scoyette, Mr. Goyette, right? Scoyette. That's Scoyette. Me, Mr. Scoyette. That's actually like, that's my, uh, that's, your, that's your a telemarketer name. name. It's my username and everything. It's Scoyette. Well, that's right. Huh? Scoyette. Yeah, I know. My telemarketer name is, is Scott Coyote. If you ask for Scott Coyote, I'm pretty sure you don't know me, but I kind of want to go with that name too because I like that's, it. That's pretty Scott good. Coyote. Or Coyote Scott. It's like a biker name or something. Yeah. Ooh, you have to grow so, a goatee. <laughs> so, Chris, we've been doing the whole theme, you know, the I am statements. And it's funny because I went into Whole Foods and I literally, this drink was on sale. So I just grabbed it and check it out. It's called Purpose Tea. Purpose so Tea. So I was thinking, Maybe I'll start to come in more alignment with my my purpose, and it's watermelon mint flavored. So I'm being powered by purpose right now, and I want to talk a little bit about purpose because we have said we have had some amazing guests. You yes, know, we, we had, you know, when you listen to Jimmy Dennis and you know him talking about how is it that you can find who you really are with 25 years in prison for a murder that you didn't commit, and then we've got you know John Pablo coming on and you know him telling us his story and. I mean, honestly, I want to actually say some of the things that he was capable of doing felt literally Christ-like. 
they felt Gandhi-esque, Christ-like. Like, so uh, if you guys didn't catch that show, go back and listen to it. Yeah. Because that's one powerful man who it, it felt good to know someone like that growing up and know they're out there still doing the good stuff in the world. Yeah. You feel and, you feel an immediate connection to him. Oh, man. A hundred percent. hundred percent. And he loved you, too. You were his man crush, oh, remember? Yeah, that was funny. That's right. <laughs> He's like, you're my new man crush, Chris. And then we have Mitzi Perdue. I mean, this is a woman that was the daughter of the founder of Sheridan Hotels, then marries Frank Perdue, the widow of Frank Perdue. So she's been around all these things, all kinds of everything you want. Everybody thinks if I only had this and I have this, she had it all. And she gives away every last bit of it to do things for others. When she chooses service above self, man, I mean, that I am statement, what was it again? It was, I am a force for good. I mean, yeah. that just, that felt good. That was a, that was a good one. And then we've got the, the, du the, the wonder duo with, um, with Emilio and Rachel uh, Brooke Smith is just incredible. I mean, yeah. some of their commentary on how to be effective in relationships. If you miss that, go back. It was mm. beautiful. Yep. And you know, what's the amazing thing. Mm. Those have been incredible and they're just going to keep getting better. Yes, they are getting better. So very intentional, very intentional, ladies and gentlemen. Very Pick up on the cue. Yeah, hundred percent. So today's guest, one of the things that we've really been talking about is we beat down mind, body, and spirit. And we talk about the trifecta. And when you're 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 missing something in spirit, you can come in. It can create disease, disease in the body and the physical. Something in the physical can affect the mental, the spiritual. They're always interconnected. But yeah. today's guest is somebody who really, really deeply focuses on taking care of the vehicle that you're in now if you remember last week when we talked to amelia and rachel they had some really good conversation about saying regardless of whether you love what you see in the mirror you have a choice to fall in love with that yeah. you have a choice to make it better maybe you were an ex-athlete and you were somebody who always said you know i've got the six pack i'm great i'm this and that and then you start the working world and you don't identify with yourself anymore you can always go back and fall in love with the vehicle you have and take the best care of it and seek longevity by falling in love with that being. This gentleman is going to help you do that. And he's going to share his I am statements with you right now. It's a good friend of mine. This is Stefan Duvivier, also French. Stefan, welcome to the Unfiltered <laughs> Experience, brother. Thank you for being here with us. It's, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, we're looking forward to an exciting conversation with you and uh, and appreciate you uh, spending your time with us. Oh, no doubt. It sounds like I've got some big shoes to fill. All these good yeah. guests out here. <laughs> we have no doubt this conversation is not going to be any different in a totally different way. So just be yourself. Just be comfortable. And uh, we're just going to have a great conversation. No doubt. Let's do it, guys. So, so we've been asking everybody, you know, the million dollar question, you know, we... One of the things I think everybody needs to do to get to a space where you can really become the best version of yourself is to know who you are. And so what's the biggest I am statement that you can share that really resonates that defines Stefan? Yeah, great question. Biggest one for me is uh, I am a healer. Mm. Tell me more about that. I am a healer. So honestly, since, uh, 
since I was a kid, just growing up, just finding different ways to optimize my body to figure out how to make myself work better. And it really started off in the context of sports and athleticism, right? Like, how can I jump higher? How can I run faster? How can I play basketball better, right? Because that was my yeah. sport growing up, you know? But as I kind of started to get into the weeds a little bit more, I started realizing that these performance enhancements that I was making were carrying over to these other areas of my life. I would articulate myself better. I would respond uh, better, just have better relationships in general. I would communicate overall more effectively. So I would just start to see that because I was optimizing these different aspects of my body that were obviously like intended to excel me in sports, I started seeing all these other um, facets of myself just start to get more and more um, just refined, right? And as I started to see the benefits on myself, I started to wonder, can I do this for other people? Can I create like some kind of reproducible system to help others see the transformation that I'm seeing? And over time, that was exactly the case. So um, really, I've been focused a lot on movement um, and then just these other kind of auxiliary pieces around that, like kind of optimizing different lifestyle things, like getting out into nature, getting out into sunlight, huge on that. Um, but mostly like the biomechanics of your body, because the whole universe is centered on movement. There is no life without movement. Every single thing, even like our thought patterns, like it's movement through the brain, movement through the nervous system, right? So all those things, uh, I think that biomechanics is really, really important. How we move and the purpose of which we move and just taking that to uh, all the arenas of life. And I just love helping people find that and helping people heal uh, through movement to take it back full circle. So, so my grandfather, I'll never forget, he said one of the most beautiful things that will super resonate with you. 91 years old, he probably wasn't going to live another year at this point when he said it. And he got up from his chair one day and goes, move it or lose it. And I remember him walking in the bathroom, not super fast, but I remember him getting there. And I remember right afterwards, he walked outside and he just sat in the sun. And he had this funny sun hat on and he puts it on and he goes, it's a nice day out here. And I remember thinking, this is the summary of it right here. This is move it or lose it. This is a man who's going to literally, and how he passed was his heart to stop and failed. So he was moving into his last moment. Tell us a little bit about how you can share ways that, because, because when you're talking about the biomechanics and movement, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. I'm going to move. I'm going to literally slide into home plate and be like, finish the race. I'm dead. This was great. What can we do to inspire people to fall in love with their bodies again? to really move to really embrace what the body's all about because while on one hand you're saying hey let's make sure that we're moving society is saying go to work 45 minute commute sit down and do your job come home and sit down with your family have dinner sit down and watch netflix go to bed and wake up like i'm seeing very minimal movement in that what can we do to shake up that traditional i don't want to say um less than correct but maybe i'll say less than correct dynamic what can we do to shake that up and starting with ourselves today? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think the answer is really making movement fun. 
Okay. Um, I think yeah. people go to the gym and like they're just like grinding and doing these workout regimens just to take off a box. But I think that to put it really simply, we got to get in there and have fun. Like obviously, like for me and what I do, I'm really detail oriented with like posture and anatomy and how the body is actually like operating and executing these different movements. Right. But the, at the end of the day, like when I work with clients, my main goal for them is to really enjoy the process and bring not just like their physical, their physicality into it, but to actually mentally engage just as much. And that's why I have these different challenging little exercises, challenging little instructions for people so that they can engage that mental side of things and then find that that whole uh, the whole benefits of like the mind body connection. Right. Because that's what it's all about in terms of kind of operating um, uh, or excelling that kind of like nature of ourselves that uh, it's just one with uh, everything that there is. Right. Amen. It's true. And when you talk about that, you talk about the mindset. Talk to us about that journey for you to get to where you're at today, thinking about your entire life and all of your experiences. Talk to us about that journey, that transformation from perhaps going from an egoic person, you know, getting all the validation, all the accolades for your sports accomplishments, being known as that as that key player. Talk to us about that journey to becoming the person that you're st that's standing in front of us today, sitting in front of us today, um, because you can definitely feel your passion about how, what you want with the biomechanics of this. But I just want to understand that whole journey and take people along that ride for a little bit. Yeah, I love that question because I love just uh, seeing this journey in retrospect. So I guess it really started off like as a kid, like in middle school, just going through these different recreational basketball leagues, playing for my schools and whatnot. And I was always uh, kind of driven or actually I won't say always, but at a certain point, I started getting driven by the external validation, kind of like you were alluding to. And I just wanted to win. I wanted to get scholarships. I wanted to like uh, potentially one day play in the end. MBA and make a lot of money. And that's what started to drive me. Whereas when I was a kid playing in my driveway with my hoop uh, in kind of cemented in the ground, actually in my driveway, um, I wasn't worried about that stuff as much. I mean, it was on my mind like, oh yeah, what if I can make the NBA one day? But it was more so for the fun of it, for the passion, for kind of uh, just going out and engaging with my friends and just yeah. having fun and connecting through the sport and through movement. Um, but yeah, at a certain point, got to high school, it became really, uh, I created this pressure internally, you know, I mean, we could always say there's external pressure, but a lot of it is created, uh, if not all of it is created from our perception. Right. So I started for whatever reason, getting into that mode and starting to like, see like, oh my God, like I need to do this. Like if I don't do this, then I'm a failure. And I just got so much of my self-worth from how I played on the court. Um, and it almost got like, I guess it did get to a point where it was like, I didn't feel loved if I didn't play well. Um, I felt like a failure. I felt like, like, why am I here almost, you know? Um, so I guess fast forward, even through college, same thing, maybe even worse. Um, but afterwards, after I graduated, I finally started realizing like, Hey, you don't have to be so hard on yourself. Like you should love you either way you should love you no matter how you're performing how things go whatever it is you know and i just started kind of uh adopting that narrative and uh what's funny is that it it, it got me to perform at new heights and it got me to kind of uh do things in life that i wasn't even thinking that i was capable of um so i think ultimately it's like a, a big contradiction that we think we have to be really hard on ourselves to succeed, 
Um, yeah. To a certain extent, yes. But I think if we let go and learn to love ourselves either way, um, that we're really going to kind of reach new heights and break barriers that way better. Enjoy the journey, baby. That's what I love. That's what I, I love what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I love it. Absolutely. So, so one of the things that, you know, I was hearing there too, and I, and I, I, I get it. I mean, it resonates so much. Like, you know, I was joking with you, but serious. I still have those little boy moments where I go to the gym and you, you kind of judge yourself on how many points did I get today or whatever. And it's, and it's, it's fun being like competitive, but yeah. one of the things I want to ask you is I see so many people in this world and we had this conversation with Emilio and Rachel as well. Everything's about judgment and it's comp competition with others. So I'm judging myself going, I'm not as good as them. I'm not as good as this. I'm not as good as that. And so we're always competing. Talk about the competition with yourself to be the best version while still loving yourself and still being graceful with yourself. Oh, because because I know you get this and, and I hear it in your coach voice versus your personal attainment voice is if you can compete with yourself to be the best version of self, then the world is all about collaboration, not competition. So walk me down, like how you perceive that and how you can share how you do that, you know, for yourself so that others can see that. Great question. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. That, that balance has been really tough. I, I'm not even going to sit here and say that. Me too. Uh, I've got That's why I asked so that you can, I wanted you to answer it. I'm, I'm taking notes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to write this shit down. Yeah. Yeah. That that balance between really pushing yourself, but also providing yourself the space to fail and to just not meet your standards sometimes, you know, I think that balance is really, really tough. And for me, I struggled on the extreme side of it where um, I was either, well, on both ends of the spectrum, right, where I was either babying myself too much and I was just a little bit stagnant and I didn't really feel like I was progressing in the ways that I wanted in business and in training. Um, and on the other side, where I was putting myself down because I wasn't getting to where I wanted to go fast enough um, with the right kind of like speed and, and all of that, right? So I really had to kind of course correct and really just get to a place where I feel comfortable with how things are moving, how things are progressing along. And I also uh, am just letting myself rest. I'm letting myself take care of the things that I think uh, are really important, like relationships, like obviously health, like all these different facets that are just I guess, indicative of a more holistic life, you know? So if we just focus on like business and like performance and like all these things that uh, I guess our society is like uh, just really proliferating right now, it's just like you lose sight of everything else. So I think as long as you can have harmony in your life between all these different areas and you can get them all working together in synergy, then you can see that, okay, I'm finding that balance of I'm taking care of myself, but I'm also pushing myself at the same time. So, so I, I actually think that you nailed it. And Chris has heard me reference this poem before, but there's a poem called The Master and the Art of Living. Yeah. And I don't have it memorized, but I can tell you the, uh, the synopsis. The Master and the Art of Living makes little distinction between work, play, and practices of spirituality. To the Master and the Art of Living, they're always doing all one and the same. Because watch this, if I'm somebody who, when I leave the gym, that's my only happy point. And then I'm like, I have to go home. Now I have a different shift in my body chemistry. There's a new energy, like have to go home. Like it's bad. Like whatever is there is not as good as the gym, or I have to go to work or I have to do this and not, I get to. And so if we don't create a synergy, 
by being the best version of ourselves and making good choices, which is one of the reasons we want a healthy body, mind, and spirit, then this world is going to be hard and we're going to have massive resistance. So, you know, to your point, I hear you loud and clear. I would say that one of the best things that we can share with others, and you tell me if you agree with this, is I think the foundation of self-love and self-competition, I don't even like to say it because sometimes it sounds annoying, but is self-discipline. I completely agree. And honestly, the more disciplined I am, the better life goes. The better I feel, the more I get done, the more impact I make in the world, like the better I feel like I'm able to actually give value to others. Amen. It all comes from discipline because I think all discipline is, is a way for us to fill our cup. Amen. Right. They always say you That's can't it. you can't fill other people's cups if your cup is empty. So discipline is like a battery charger for your your battery of of, of, yes. of energy and it allows you to pour into other people. And it's your way to recharge. You know, mm. and I think people kind of confuse self-love and discipline. I think discipline is doing the things that you know your body needs you know your mind needs to be able to restore yourself and keep yourself full so that you could again pour into other people and give value mm, now you're speaking my language talking about discipline because <laughs> i've been i've been doing 75 hard have you ever heard of the program 75 yeah. hard before so i'm oh, doing yeah. it i'm doing it for the third time i've done it twice already i'm on day 51 and every single time I do it, I do it because I don't want to do it. Like it'll pop up in my head. Somebody will mention it. Like, oh, I'm going to do a 75 hard. I'm like, yeah, good luck. I already did that twice. I don't need to do it again. Fuck. Why don't I need to do it again? Oh, because I'm good. Oh, is good okay? And I just go down this rabbit hole and I just sit there and go, fuck. Now I, because I, I brought it up, I got to go do it. So I literally decide pretty much within one or two days that I'm going to, I'm going to do it. But my uh, point is to echo off your, your point about discipline. When I'm when I'm doing 75 hard, as much as I want to drink and have bad food and, and and be kind of indulgent, at the same time, I'm so much sharper and I'm getting so much more done and I'm more disciplined and more accurate. Um, that feeling is pretty uh, pretty cool, right? So talk sure. to us about like the first three things that people can do who are challenged right now. They're so overwhelmed with work and stress and society and politics and, and climate change and everything else. What are three things that people can realistically do to get disciplined in their mind, body, and spirit? That's a really good question. So number one, I'd say wake up at the same time every day. Yeah. And as a as a one as a one B, go to sleep at the same time every day. I think that one huge. And I know that it's tough with the weekends. You want to go out, you want to go to a party. Even if you can't go to bed at the same time, I would say wake up at the same time. Wake up with the sun. Because that honestly, for me, that's been a huge game changer, just going to bed early enough that I can get enough sleep and naturally just wake up with the sun. I just feel way more awake and rested when I just let the sunlight naturally come into my eye, kind of reset my whole rhythm and just yeah. get me up and ready for the day. So that's number one is just wake up at the same time every day. Number two is go for a walk, get your body moving every single morning. Because the more kind of uh, movement we could get into our body and remove the stagnancies that are in our joints or uh, wherever it may be through our whole chain, the better we can have an energetic day and be super productive and just think clearly as well. Because again, we know that the mind and body are connected. The more you can create uh, fluidity and remove those blockages throughout the chain of your body, the better you're gonna think and perform as a result and be productive throughout the day. So that's number two. 
And then number three, I would say to have a consistent eating schedule as well. Mm. So a lot of people I feel like are really, really concerned with like what to eat, like what to avoid and all this. But I think if people just stuck to an eating schedule, um, which a lot of people I feel like don't do these days because they're either like running um, like like to work or whatever it is yeah. while they're eating breakfast or they skip breakfast yeah. or um, they kind of just uh, don't really have uh, as much order when it comes to their eating. They'll eat dinner maybe at the same time every day. Uh, but before that, it's kind of like a, whatever I can get. You know, so I think that eating consistently at the same time, just to give your body a sense of comfort, it knows what it's going to get. It doesn't have to go into starvation mode or it doesn't have to wonder when you're going to feed it next. That's you know, point. so I'd say that's uh, number three. And all of those things just go um, with the tone of give your body what number one, what it needs. And number two let it know that you're going to give it something at a certain time every single day. Hmm. Love those. I, Thank I you. I like that. I like, yeah. I, you know what I you like? You can do it right now. You can start yes. now. I love the yeah. simplicity. I like yeah. everyone's always saying everything's so complex. Like, you know, you throw and drink your, you know, drink enough water into that. That might be all you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like the consistency funny, of water. Vitamin the D. The funny thing is, is, is that, I'm so particular when it comes to movement, like I'm very, very detail oriented. But at the same time, when it comes to the application of these healthful principles, I know the simpler the better. And even for myself, I, I've in the past overcomplicated it, gotten so advanced. Oh, I'm smarter than just drink water, en enough water and go to sleep, right? Uh, but I'm fooling myself. I'm still a human. I still need the most simple things, you know? Amen. Mm -hmm. And you know what's funny? Um, I used to talk about like the best salesperson on the planet is uh, the salesperson who just started the job and the day you're going to retire. And the reason being is once you have all the information, all we do is talk about everything we know. On day one, you know nothing. So you ask questions. On the last day, you don't give a shit anymore. So you ask questions. And that's exactly <laughs> what point. it is. You go back to the basics so you connect. And this is the same thing you're saying is just connect with the body every day at the same time, the same things, and you're going to have a better relationship and therefore the sales process, AKA the development or connection with the body is going to be the best possible. Like we, we make things complicated. We're silly human beings. We, we love living up here and not in here. Yeah. Bang we really on do. Scott, bang on. Yeah. Yeah. And to add to that too, like what you said about bringing a, a good relation or having a good relationship with your body, it's just like having a relationship with your girlfriend or your wife. Like you got to give them a kiss every morning. You got to uh, tell them good night every, every night. You got to have you. dinner with them. No, right. You look, you look cute today. You, you look nice in that dress. If you were, right? and you got, you got to do that consistently. Right. If you yeah. if you miss a day, then they're going to wonder, oh, does he love me? Right. Mm -hmm. Like we got to have that consistency with it. Same thing with our body. I, lo I love that. And I love the silliness with it, too, because, you know, we, we like to make jokes about stuff. But really think about it. If you work out every single day and then you don't, your body's kind of like, did I do something wrong? The subconscious mm -hmm. mind is saying, why aren't we where we're supposed to be? So the yeah. more consistency, the more routine, the more discipline, it just seems obvious that you're going to have an organic response that's going to be very positive for sure for sure and honestly it cuts down stress too because mm -hmm. a lot of the stress that people accumulate is coming from the body not knowing what the hell is going on <laughs> uh, <laughs> like like seriously it's just like 
people will throw all these random things at the body. Like if you, at least if you did like the bad things somewhat consistently, then the body would be like, okay, I'm going to get this toxin or whatever it is. And I'm going to know, like maybe even preemptively kind of like create this chemical in, inside of myself to uh, deal with the toxin or to deal with whatever it may be, you know? So I think it's really all about, it, it comes down to that consistency, that discipline. We can talk about all day, like what to avoid and what foods to eat and how to move and how to exercise, but start with the consistency, start with going back to the D word discipline. Mm. I love that. What we're, what we're kind of talking about is we're talking about within discipline, doing the best we can. And so many times we give that as an excuse, like, oh, I did the best I could. I did the best I could. And when you think about that statement, where does that come from? That comes from when we're kids. Stefan, did you do the best you could? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Scott, did you do the best you could? Uh-huh. Okay. Do better next time. They never talk about what our best truly really is. They don't, they don't take us through that process and they don't even discuss what better is. We just learn Wow, every time I say I did the best I can, everybody lets me off. I tell my boss I did the best I can, I get let off. I tell my wife I did the best I can, I get let off. This is pretty cool. But one day for me, I found out, I said that to myself and I was putting my keys and my stuff up on my dresser and I said, oh, I did the best I could today. It was <clears throat> something at work. And I thought, wait a minute, did I really do my best? Did I do my best? Or am I just saying that I did my best to give myself an out? What could I have done potentially better? Start asking yourself different questions and answer different answers you can change. And so I started peeling back that onion and I've been fascinated with that. Like when we do our best, because I think it takes leverage to do our best. I think for me, it takes a big why. When you have a big enough why, when you're empowered by your why, when you're excited by your why, when you wake up in the morning and go, wow, today I get to use my voice and my words and my actions to make this world a better place. Holy shit, that's pretty cool. Wow, I get to be a dad to a six-year-old who's who's adventurous and curious and, and is malleable and wants to play and have all this fun and adventure. Wow, I get to do these things. Talk to us about your why. What is your why and, and what you want to do and really accomplish in this world? And what keeps you going to do your best? That's a really good question. I think that it's really going back to my I am statement, helping people heal, yeah. helping people just reset the way that they function, the way that their bodies are, are functioning right now. Uh, because I think that as we grow up, there's all these little things that come in, 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 in the way of our body just effortlessly processing things and kind of moving how we want, feeling how we want. And obviously our body, our vessel is the main way that we interact arguably the only way that we interact with the universe. So the more that we can optimize our vessels, the better our experience of life will be, the more fulfilling our experience of life will be. So I really want to help people just get to understand their bodies better. And as a result of that understanding, that heightened awareness of what's supposed to go on in it, basically kind of like providing an instruction manual almost based on my experiences, uh, the more I think that people can really take their life to the next level and just be superhumans. You know, I think that's, uh, to put it in a nutshell, I just want everybody to be a superhuman. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So, so here's one for you. Super Chris. <laughs> so we so we've got three people here who definitely, you know, love to put, you know, service above self in many ways and love to be in the coaching, you know, dynamic. But um, I know for a fact, you know, you know, you're you're a basketball player, a high jumper, all these things. I mean, there was a day when the stage and the court was everything. You know, I want to catch a touchdown in the corner, I want to hit a three-pointer for the win. I mean, those were the only things that mattered. And many people who are high achievers in athletics or anything, dance, any, any event or anything you do, you get to that point, but they're never going to become coaches. 
because they don't truly want it for everybody else. It was a very egocentric thing that never comes from here to here. We started to touch on it, but talk about was there a specific moment? Was there a shift? What was the time where you went from saying, this is so beautiful being here. I want people to have what I'm having and I want to teach people this. And was there a moment? Was there a wake up? Was there a shock? Was there a, a train wreck? Like what, what was the event that brought you to the, because you know, I get to share mine too, but like, I, I love hearing people's story on this one. Yeah. 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 Um, so honestly, I don't think there was one like, oh my God moment. Um, I didn't go to jail. I didn't um, like have yeah. any like crazy <laughs> death. Yeah. Um, like I, Really, I think it, it started early. Like, I think it was just a gradual thing because I remember even in high school, I would be the dude who all of the basketball kids came to for a workout. You know, everybody would ask me for like how to train the core or like how to um, eat better, like just nutrition advice. Like I was always kind of that go-to guy and I started embracing it more and more. And I started actively giving people advice. I started asking people questions about what their regimen was, like how they were doing things and trying to find little places to kind of help them optimize it, you know, all the way up until after school. Um, I actually finished on a pre-med track, so I was going to go to med school. But I was like, you know what, why go to school for another X amount of years if I could just go in the field, help people right now and start making impact, start making change. So I guess to answer your question, it, it's hard to really pinpoint one moment it was more so a gradual thing of like i have this knowledge i have this understanding i want to just keep on sharing it with others and a lot of the times people were finding me i love that and you know what's beautiful about that too is i think a lot of people expect some kind of a wake up and the fact that first of all you stated in your i am statement i am a healer so if i am a healer with something you resonated with when you're younger anyway well that's a very cultural item like i'm helping you heal yourself so you're doing two things at once. You were on the stage, you're on the court, but you were simultaneously already doing that. And I hope by listening to you that there's more people out there that aren't waking, looking for that wake me up moment and realize that maybe the info or the truth has been in front of me all along. Yeah. Let's just embrace that. It doesn't need True. to be an asteroid hitting the earth to say, you've been coaching, just <laughs> shut the hell up and do it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know me, Chris. I got to flip a snowmobile, get hit by a train. I can't just a little bit. And... Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Sweet, I love it. Chris, um, you have a question. I can see it. Oh, yeah, I did actually. I was sitting there looking at you both, going, "This is so cool. We get to, get, we get to, <laughs> to do that." I, I seriously was. I was like, "How cool is this? We get to sit there and have this amazing conversation, and people get to listen to this and watch this." Um, you know what I'm what I'm thinking about in and what we're directing people to do is to really kind of have that honest, open conversation with themselves to be able to sit there and say, okay, am I happy in my current situation? Yes or no. Am I happy with the way I look? Am I happy with the way I feel? No. Okay. What am I willing to start to exchange for, to feel better? What things am I willing to do to get out of my comfort zone, to be able to feel better, look better? Um, and all those things talk to us about the opportunity for us when we set goals, what are some good ways to set goals where they're realistic? We talk about the SMART acronym, you know, being specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-specific. What are some, what are, when you're working with your clients, what are some ways you set up goals for people to have, you know, little benchmarks and milestones and things of that nature? Talk to us about that process. Yeah, I love that. So honestly, this might be a little bit controversial, but I think goals are a little bit overrated. I <laughs> <laughs> I literally tell people to, tell, to create goals and then I tell them that they're 
I call them trajectory points. I say they're actually bullshit. You create them to have a trajectory, but the universe will keep going. I'm very with you. Yeah. I think we're two of yeah. the few who piss off the world, but I'm with you. Yep. You got our support. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so I think goals are overrated. I think it's uh, it, kind of like Scott was just saying, like, it, to me, it's about your standards because you're going to fight like hell to keep your standards. But when it comes to a goal, when it comes to something in front of you, um, you might not be as motivated because I think humans are intrinsically motivated by fear, what they don't want, the, the outcomes that they don't want to experience, right? So I think we need to set our standard at a certain bar. Like for instance, like my standard is whenever I go to start training, I'm going to put 100% of my awareness into that training session. And that's my standard. Like, sure, I can have goals to like lift a certain amount of weight or like jump a certain height. And I do, I definitely do have those things. But I think that the standard is what gets you there. The standard of like, for instance, I want to jump the Olympic standard and, and high jump high enough to be able to compete in the Olympics and, and medal in the Olympics. So my standard is going to be 233 step 2.33 meter step like that that's the jump that's the mark that i need to hit and i'm going to figure out okay what are the habits the actions the behaviors that 233 step is going to make on a day-to-day -day basis and that takes care of the goals in itself yes yes working backwards yes, love yes, it yes yes like I, I i can't love that enough because so many people <clears throat> fictitiously do the classic listen we teach manifestation so I can sit here and tell you to visualize jumping over a bar that's eight feet. I can visualize this all day long. If I'm not doing the work or putting in the habits, the universe isn't going to come down to save me. I save yeah. me. And that's yeah. where people are missing. Like yeah. I, 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 I know manifestation is real. I know my I am statements to be the foundation for that. I know much of what I do is manifested from this and my belief. But the work still has to be done. The principles the still order. need to be in place. Keep preaching, uh, man, because I'm, I'm, I like this. I'm sold. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. And and I think that ultimately, like the the bar of our standards is where we go. So again, like if you're, for instance, like trying to lose weight, instead of trying to think about losing like ten or fifteen pounds, like just say to yourself, like, I'm going to set the standard of going to the gym for a certain amount of time every day, or I'm going to set the standard of eating like one kind of meal every day at the same time, just going back to our, our conversation about like discipline, right? So I think that setting that standard is really everything. And I think that if people took a little bit of space from their goals, like separated themselves from their goals, like set the goals, Reduce the throw pressure. them away, like throw them in a journal or something. So and yeah, exactly. And then go about your, your actions that are needed to create um, that outcome. Mm -hmm. That's what I do with coaching clients. Is I, I, they, they said, Chris, aren't we going to set goals? I'm like, we already did. You came to me with a specific intention of where you want to get every single week. That's what we're working on. We're taking baby steps to that. You're they're yeah. little building blocks. We're doing Maslow's hierarchy habits. of needs in a way. We're building those habits and those routines. And six months from now, you're going to be like, 
holy shit, I'm a different person. So thank you for sharing that. I mean, I've always been split on goals because I think it's good to have a general direction of where you're going, a yeah, vision of where you're going. Definitely. But I, I too, I mean, I sit there and I make goals and I'm like, okay, fuck, I do the whole measurable thing. And, you know, account, I definitely account for the obstacles. But, you know, I find myself, even me, the no excuses coach, not following through on them. But when I sit there and I just put something into my brain, actually, I use sticky notes. So I, my goals are sticky notes right in front of me. And on the sticky note is all the information that I need to execute on that goal. So everything is right in front of me. And if I'm not moving the needle on these things, then what am I doing? And so I love the fact that you brought that up. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's important. And and so another thing, uh, and let's let's talk about this too. One of the reasons you got to be cautious with goals is there's always distance with a goal. And so like, you know, you're a high jumper, you know, I know you've done long jump, triple jump. I used to do that in high school. If I sit here and I focus on, oh, I have to get 43 feet. I'm focused on the space between me and the goal versus me taking the left, left, boom, left, left, right. Like you go through what you've done in practice, boom, boom, boom. And you just feel it. It's like I get the new new balances. They're ultra lights. I'm feeling good. I know the motion. I jump here all the time versus I see all that distance between me and the goal. When you look at distance, you see challenge and obstacle versus this is what I know I'm capable of because I've practiced and put myself in a place to succeed. And that that is something that I don't know that enough people are doing. Yeah, yeah. And when you set that goal in that way, like, oh, I'm going to jump 43 feet, you're also separating yourself from that goal. Like, you're saying that you are not that goal. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I love the way you called it. You said, like, Steph 233, you know, like, like that's it. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 52-year-old grabs dime off top of backboard. So what if you use the ladder? <laughs> oh, don't want to be doing that. Don't want to be doing that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. It's sandals, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's, yeah, Chris. So you're throwing up uh, information um, for uh, Steph. So you know his Instagram is Air Doobie. Um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you put out there and you're sharing with people and how people can look at your programs. And f- so for me too, I'm going to be working with you and I'm going to be coaching yeah. you on the other side too. So I'm excited for that because we're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to make sure the standards are high. I want to be, I mean, we're imprints of the same soul that I'm going to, I'm going to want to be called out because, because again, I have my standards with so many things and post competitive athlete, I've let myself kind of slide. So talk to the other 30, 40, 50 year old ex athletes (laughs) who go, well, I'm just older, man. I don't have time. Well, hold on a second. We're compromising the vehicle we're going to live in for our whole lives. My 91 year old grandfather was smart, smart enough to say, move it or lose it. Yep. What do I need to do and how can we get a hold of you and what can we do with you to do more than move it or lose it? How can we maximize move it and never lose it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think I think move it or lose it is a great step in the right direction. Right. But I think at the same time, it, it, it's indicative is indicative of a slow decline. We don't want to be on the defense. We want to be on the offense. We want to do whatever we can to promote our performance, how our body functions. Like I keep, I sound like a broken record, but that that's just so important because again, it's contradictory to say that you don't have time for your body or you have other more important things to do because the better your body is working, the more the the systems, the 12 different systems in your body are just on point, the yeah. better you're going to be able to 
activate in anything you have to do, right? So if you're kind of just like taking a, a secondary approach to like improving your function and your health, it's just going to bleed into every other area of your life, you know, and it's yeah. not going to be as fulfilling. So I actually have this graph. Um, I can't share my screen here, but I have this graph. I don't know if you guys have seen instant gratification versus delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. Basically, oh, yeah. instant gratification is going to be this huge peak of pleasure, right? And it's going to come crashing back down. Exactly. And that's the life that a lot of people live. But if you take the delayed route where it's not going to be as easy at first, it's going to slowly climb up that pleasure and then it's going to level out and it's going to go so much further and then come back down as opposed to the instant gratification that's just up and then down that one big spike. So I think that really taking care of these little things like how we're moving, how we're breathing, just overall how we're connected to our bodies is so, so crucial. And that's why I've created the program that I have now called Mind Your Movement, where we help people do exactly that. Just connect to their body, especially people who have gone through the gauntlet when it comes to putting wear and tear on their body. Um, former athletes, as Scott was trying to say, um, people who are really active, just helping them reconnect to those areas of the body that they may have kind of like numbed to, whether it was because of like painkillers or, or drugs or whatever else. And they just now have lost that connection. And as a result, you lose that connection. You lose that control, that function through the body. And that's what leads to declining health. So in my, in my program, Mind Your Movement, I basically help people reverse that and really get back in touch with themselves. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna yell at me. You're not gonna let me do this any bullshit. I'm gonna give it to him, Stefan. Give it to him. Give it to him. When, the, when the sun oh, comes yeah. up every morning, Destroy. you're gonna hear me just like a rooster getting up with the sun. Consistent. It's I'm banging on your chest. No man, I listen to everyone. Hey, listen. We know the Superman moves in the shower. I mean, I know you know all this shit. Like all these things make a difference. All the stuff that I know that I used to teach others that I'm not doing. <laughs> we are going to be there for each other because I'm going to be calling you Next, on the spiritual stuff. You know, this is going to be fun because I'm going to be getting up in the morning. I'm going to be going to bed. Even if I have to take melatonin or something, I'm going to set that sleep pattern at first to make sure there's consistency. I have no problem being disciplined. I'll be honest with you. I like being coached. I, I mean, we came from I like coaching. I like being coached. I'm coachable. There was nothing more beautiful than when someone would sprain the ankle or so, and I don't mean this in the bad way, but somebody like couldn't play a certain position and you rotate and had to do something different and you did what you were told to help the team and the team yep. won. And I know you know what I mean. And that's the same <laughs> way this world works. There's going to be a day where somebody needs me in a different capacity in the family or I need to record at a different time or I need to do something at a different time. That's why the body needs to be optimal. And I'm excited to become that again. Mm. Amen. Let's Amen. get it, Scott. Oh, I'm in it. Amen. And so, and so you're, so, you're going to be drifting off into different universes with that body. That's <laughs> we're going to be in good places. So, but so how many sessions? How many sessions are you guys going to be doing together? Because here's something. Here's something fun. My wife got me for my, I don't know, for Christmas or something like that. She got me ten. She has a personal trainer, and I've never had a personal trainer in my life. I go to the gym. I do pretty good, but she got me ten sessions for the personal trainer. What we could do is, as Scott's going through his thing with you, I'll go. I'll because they, they're like, when are you going to use your sessions? And I'm like, well, quite honestly, I said, when you go to a trainer, I want to make sure I'm fucking halfway decent before I, before I before I go to the trainer. Right? I, I can't do five little. I can't do a wall squat right now. The guy's gonna be like, what the hell's wrong with you? It's like my wife makes me. I'm clean getting in, I'm getting in shape to go to the trainer. Right? We, we clean our house before the people come clean. Oh our yeah, house. yeah, same. Thing. Thing, she doesn't want to wash the dishes before you fucking put the dishes in 
That no, I'm not joking. The, the house is spotless and then people come to clean. And I'm like, why yep. are we paying these people? She goes, I don't want to be embarrassed. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like they clean houses. We make it better, but it's still messy. But anyways, guys, this has been an amazing, amazing conversation, Stefan. This has been such a pleasure to get this, this time with you. Appreciate you. Definitely want people to connect with you uh, on your socials and go through your program. And it'll be exciting to see how Scott does through that program. And, and we'll be keeping everybody updated here on the show. So thank you. We're going to place you backstage. Don't go anywhere because we still want to have a few sessions or a few moments with you backstage. Uh, but Scott and I are going to end out the show here just for a second. So we're going to be right with you. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Wow, Scott. Again, man, we're just giving it to the people. We're giving it to the unfiltered crew. We're bringing you guys some amazing content, some amazing strategies. And what I love about him, Scott, is the fact that everything is something that we can do right yes. now. It's, it's all cool. easy. It's not like you have to go get this piece of equipment or join this membership or, or take my program. He's talking about that. And that's the same thing. I love what he's talking about in those core things. For me, I tell people it's the five things. It's like sleep, hydration, nutrition, exercise, and vitamin D. If you take care of those five things on a consistent basis for six weeks, you get out there and get some exercise, you get some breath in, you get some oxygen, you, you go to sleep every night, you get an aura ring, you track your sleep and you, and you see what's really, and you're very intentional about your nighttime rituals of going to sleep and getting that quality deep sleep. You wake up a little refreshed, you have a little more spring in your step, you give a little bit more in your workout, you start feeling a little bit better, you start having better relationships, you start wanting to do more. It's all going to fulfill itself. And he, everything he's shared is stuff that we can do right away. Plus to the oh, fact, no. like just have a vision of where you're going, work backwards, figure out what the those steps are and then go do them in the, that order. I mean, fuck, I love that. I know I do. And, and you know what? The world's complicated enough and we make excuses why. So I'll tell you this. I think one of the biggest demons in this world is intentional complication. We intentional, we intentionally complicate things so we don't have to do them. We go, that's going to be a lot. I'll start that next month. But when somebody says, just go to bed on time, you're like, oh, oh, oh I can't hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> like, because it's so simple. Stop drinking wine. What? Uh, blah, 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 blah. All I will say this, and uh, this, this is my end to this. Listen to those three things again. If you can, at the very least, just wake up at the same time every morning. I get it. Sometime you have a late dinner. The kids had a late game. Your wife hasn't seen you all day. I get that. So if you've got to do, listen to them. Wake up in the morning at the same time every every week. I mean, that's huge. And the second one, again, was the – Chris, give this to me. Uh, the second one, the first one, get up at the same time, go to sleep at the same time. Very simple. Um, <laughs> my brain's usually good and like Friday night, man. I'm I was just like, worried about my it. closing statement. I did that and now I feel better. <laughs> well, you I've got no, I've got, nope. I've got notes to go back to. Re no, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah. This is why you need to go back and watch the whole show. If you exactly. don't know it, that's your problem. This is not my responsibility. I'm going to remember it two seconds too. Viewer. <laughs> yeah. I said, what are the three things? What are the three things? Go to bed. No, I listened to them. Wake. I processed them. And then they weren't that hard, Chris. I, I don't know. know what's wrong with this. So, so this is one. You guys are human. No, hold on. This is exactly why you need to get to bed on time and wake up. Because when you're 52, okay, you potentially. 54. 54 yeah. So you got to do the right things. This was not that complicated, Chris. I can't I believe I can't remember the three. Jay, right, this is the thing. We're going to wrap this up. We want you guys to go back and we want you to listen to those three things. And we want you to make sure you commit to them because we love you and you deserve it. And I'm going to go back and listen to it too so that I can make sure I can do it. You know what it was? I was so focused on the waking up mm -hmm. on, on, on time one that I think I like forgot to do the rest. 
Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all part and parcel of just being consistent with our routines, but here's a challenge we could do for our viewers. If you guys want to, if you guys are up for this, you guys, since we can make fun of Scott and Chris. So you guys can go back there, figure out what the three are, do a video and then make fun of us and post it on social media and tag us in it. I would, I would absolutely love that, that be because, because you know what? We're imperfect human beings just like you guys. And we're doing our best. And our best is I'm really trying to remember the three. <laughs> love you guys. Have a beautiful we'll Friday night. You're the best. We will see you guys go out there and be the change that you bitch about.